Welcome, everybody. No one likes a tuna podcast. I'm Nick Nocera. And I'm Daryl Wong. And um, this is the world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast, is it not, Daryl? It is. But today, as part of our uh, as part of our ritual, we've actually watched something that is not Fast and the Furious. We did? I think so. Did you? Uh, I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, what did we watch this week, Daryl? Um, we partook in a classic Paul Walker movie mm-hmm. um, of before Fast and the Furious vintage called The Skulls. Yeah. Yeah. And here to talk all things Skulls with us is uh, the return of 90s corner. We have Kate Nocera on the pod today. Hello. How are you guys? I think we're doing good, I think. Big day. Big day for everybody. Uh, I had, I had a busy day today. Yeah. Um, if your listeners don't know, my day job is um, the bureau chief in DC for BuzzFeed News. So it was a big it was, cheese. It was a it was a busy news day, but I wanted to take um, take some time this evening to discuss one of my all time favorite films, The Skulls. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we need to dig a little deeper into what you just said. All time favorite films, the skulls. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't, I don't know a universe in which this ranks in the top thousand of my favorite, favorite movies. I'm kind of disappointed that I watched it in general. You guys did it? Both of you? Uh, I think both of us, right, Daryl? Uh yeah, it was not my it was not my flavor. It just like it just is like the most quintessential. I think it was made in two thousand two thousand movie. Yep, because it's like like it starts out and you're like, oh, this is a nice romance movie, and like then it just goes so dark so fast. okay so i want to lay it out for our listeners just a little bit like the movie start the movie is about skull and bone society at yale which is a real secret society correct yeah well this is the fictionalized version of skull and bones which is the skulls but yes the skulls and it's about joshua jackson from dawson's creek Mm -hmm. a very quintessential 90s character this was like a height uh, of his fame too right yeah. peak wow. josh jackson he desires to join the secret society of the skulls but crucially he decides to join it not for prestige but because he's a townie and he doesn't have mm. money and like mm-hmm. wants to go to law school and knows that joining the skulls will bring him it will it will propel him into another social class Mm. Right. Uh, and so he goes through a process of initiation with the skulls uh, until some pretty nefarious happenings uh, occur uh, in which his best friend slash roommate is murder-suicided. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Daryl, I want to ask you about that moment because like, that's the turning point of the movie, right? When the hanging happens. Yes. Yes. How? What was your like initial 
thoughts about that? Um, I mean, there I had so many thoughts before that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so many thoughts before that okay. even happened. You want to lay some um, on us? Well, yeah. I mean, the first one is like, is the basic criteria for joining the most elite secret society that you just row really fast? You didn't seem like, was that it? He just was the best rower, and they were like, oh, yeah, we definitely need this guy. Well, I mean, so back up. Let's back up. <laughs> okay. Let's okay. Get, yeah, let's Please. get into it. So I'm a bit of like, I have a secret obsession with like Yale in general. It's not really a secret mm-hmm. now that I'm announcing it on the podcast. I mean, it's not really a secret to right. the people in my life. Like, I'm weirdly obsessed with Yale. I'm weirdly obsessed with the secret societies. I find them to be really fascinating. I don't know exactly the criteria, but it does seem that they are looking for, like, a certain type of personality to tap join the skulls. Yeah, mm-hmm. The fact that he was the captain white is a big criteria of the crew team that i mean they won a, mm-hmm. i mean they won trophies and they were really good at crew that's true that's brought true. The, i mean and he seemed he was also very interested in joining them which seemed to be a criteria for them you gotta want it you gotta put it on your dream board Correct. maybe like maybe i wasn't paying attention enough in the beginning of the movie because i couldn't tell if he was actually interested in joining the society yeah uh, he was, yeah. yes. Yeah. There's a, I wasn't convinced. There's a moment when the two douchey Skulls guys who we never see again are talking about him. Oh, they're watching from the sidelines. Yeah, and they're like, he passed up this other secret society, and he passed up this other secret society. He uh, either doesn't want to join a secret society, or he only wants to join the Skulls. waiting for us to call him up to the big leagues. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so he definitely has a desire for that. Right. Yeah. And he doesn't, he's like, he, they, they talk about how he can't afford to go to law school cause it's going to cost so much money. He doesn't have any money. And that like, he really just needs to join the skulls to like get the money. It's a mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Kate, what grabs you? Let's talk first half, second half. I feel yeah. like. <laughs> like yeah. Well, I think it's actually a movie that can be divided into thirds. There's oh, there's first okay. half cool, creepy, fun, secret society. Also, like hot girl, um, mm-hmm. Leslie, Leslie Bibb. Bibb, and then there's the second part when they like kind of figure out like that the skulls are really bad. And then there's a third part where, like, maybe Joshua Jackson ends up in an insane asylum, and then, like, his townie mm-hmm. friends, like, help him out. Yeah. Okay. So, like, the classic three-act structure. Like, the first part, so I, I, I really love Joshua Jackson. Mm-hmm. And- as did America in um, in two thousand. Yes, Casey, yeah. who was like just infinitely better than Dawson in multitude ways, and okay. um, like not a creep. You know, Dawson was Dawson a creep. He was like, <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> no, <laughs> it is really strange. Like the opening, so the opening the uh, of Dawson's Creek, like the premiere. Katie, uh, Katie Holmes, who plays Joey, you know, she's Dawson's best friend and she's sneaking in through his window every night. 
and she asks him like who do you masturbate to and he's like i'm not gonna tell you gross and they're like gross teens gross gross you know right it is gross i don't you know (laughs) it's gross to ask that question at the end at the end in the premiere she's leaving and he leans out the window and goes (laughs) i can't believe we're gonna say this joey it's katie couric in the morning (laughs) that's his answer I've never seen one second of Dawson's Creek. There I can't. Have I, I have not. Hard Maybe enough. I should start a Dawson's Creek podcast. <laughs> Sounds like we're <laughs> missing a lot. Um, anyway, so but then like I don't had Paul Walker like been in anything before this. Does anyone have that context? Because I know that this was. Um, we watched a made-for-TV movie called Tammy and the T Rex. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yes, we did watch that. So um, Denise Richards stars as it's a night from 1994. And Denise Richards stars as a woman whose boyfriend, Paul Walker, gets experimentally turned into a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she is upset, but then learns to love the T-Rex instead. Amazing. So he's in for the first 15 minutes. Uh, I don't know if he acts as the T-Rex for the rest of it. But, um, yeah, he's in that. But this was a big moment for him, I think, the Skulls. Yeah, no, I think this was, like, his, like, real breakout breakout role, right? And then who knows what else he did. But, like, he also just, like, oh, my God, he can't act, guys. Like... (laughs) <laughs> even a little bit and it Darryl. comes so profoundly in this movie i feel like mm-hmm. you know like <laughs> like uh, like when he's like supposed to be showing emotion about his dad like killing this kid i don't know i daryl how did you feel about that yelling scene where he's like screaming at the dude uh because I felt real reminiscent of Too Fast, Too Furious when he's sticking the gun to um, Enrique's head. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't even remember what he's talking about. He's like, put the fucking gun, you put the fucking gun down. That part. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't do well in the high pressure situation. No. It, doesn't com- it doesn't convey the, the right level of like energy and seriousness that mm-hmm. is really warranted in, in the scene. Or he doesn't do a super well in the in the low energy situations either. I feel like also, you know, I disagree. I think he does great in the low energy situations. Okay. I think he's just he's so cool to look at. He seems like he's under control, and that's mm-hmm. that's the vibe that we're looking for. Paul Walker. Yeah, I mean, he certainly has like an air of confidence that he is good looking shirtless, <laughs> which I think is an important thing for an actor to ha- you know yeah yeah that's fair so that's a skill yeah that's yeah i mean i don't know like what at what point were you like oh this movie's terrible uh the painting robot got me <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh okay <laughs> this movie's not good <laughs> i i mean 
I initially had really high hopes because in like the opening sort of crew scene, like I loved that the guy when he broke his oar or broke the sort of attach his yeah. oar attachment, yeah. he had to bail from the from the crew from the canoe. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> that they're operating. Isn't it called a skull? It's called a skull. Oh! Additional color. Very Got the well. rowing trivia. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I thought it was going to be an awesome movie after that. That's very layered of this movie. Let's just think how deep this movie goes. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, Kate, you rowed crew at Hamilton College. Is that right? I mean, for like two weeks, Nick. Okay. <laughs> did you did you ever see that scenario play out? I did out? not see a scenario in which uh, someone broke their oar and had to bail. It feels like really okay. right. I mean that feels like some next level crewing. But people who yeah who do crew are insane. Like you get up at like four o'clock in the morning to go row. Right. On a, and that just feels. Who can do that? Their freshman year in college. I mean. Yeah, not Kate No Sarah, it turns out. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I thought the, um, I just, I like, this movie made me really excited to join the secret society. Mm-hmm. You know? Even with all the murder? Uh, Even with no, all the murder? No, no that's not no. the takeaway from this movie. <laughs> you don't want to do that. I have strong, I have strong negative against the secret societies after watching this. I do too. Yeah, I can see that. I understand, but also, like, I don't know, just seems fun, especially because mm-hmm. there's not really murder. I don't think, mm-hmm. you know. But a lot of like the skull and bones, like the real skull and bones, like a lot of politicians were like skull and bones, like G- George W. Bush and John Kerry. Both were, yep. so, so like that's crazy. Um, yeah, lots of them were. Yeah, deep, real deep state shit. Real deep state shit. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's worth noting that. I think it's worth noting that before this movie, the really the only thing, or the only impression I had about the Skull and Bone Society was through the Gilmore Girls iteration of it. Where oh, yeah. they basically like have parties in the woods and dress up in their pajamas and then jump off of sort of <laughs> high structures with umbrellas. Mm-hmm. So the contrast between that and this, yeah, like this basically, I was like, this is organized crime. Like this is a gang that's permeated for whatever centuries, mm-hmm. centuries. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, this is dangerous. I got to be afraid. I got to be on the lookout for these skull and bones guys. <laughs> We're either there, you never know who they are. Right? That's the problem. Yeah, it's kind of a secret. It's like the whole point, right? Yeah, secret society. Yeah, but at Yale, like apparently there, so it's not just the skull and bones society. There are like many different secret societies that you can join, and mm-hmm. they all have like ridiculous names, like scroll and key, and mm. like. Serpent and it's very, it's all serpent. It's very like Hufflepuff. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they do steal like Hufflepuff's weather vane. Yeah. At one point in this movie. Right. Or Slytherin. You know, mm-hmm. Like they get a snake weather vane. They f- fall off a roof. I don't know how. And nobody hears them or sees them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Do you really uh, think a five foot moat is going to break that five story oh, wall? No, especially not with a giant metal weather vane falling on top of you, right? Like cracking your skull open. <laughs> cracking you know? your skull and bones. <laughs> yeah, your skull and bones would be on display. Right. Right. I just like, I don't know. I love the scene too where he, um, he checks his ATM and he has like 20 grand. That was so sweet. I like that one too. It's not really aspirational to me at the time. Right. I can't really explain why I like this movie, you guys. Hey, like, 20 grand in my account would be I, great. But I, I like it. I like this movie. I do. Can't. Yeah, can we talk about the painting robot for a minute? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, Leslie Bibb, who I really think is doing a great job in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, her senior the- – of course, she's like a 90s, like, cool girl artist, right? Mm-hmm. And her senior thesis is creating a robot algorithm to paint like Jackson Pollock. Right. That <laughs> – in the movie – is designed in such a way where it like is this uh, mechanical arm that fires paint at a, at a canvas. <laughs> My favorite part about it was like, oh yeah, and then it'll stop and start whenever it feels like it. Yeah, it's exactly right. like real robots. Exactly. Yeah. I just felt it felt out of place to me. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. everything in this movie felt out of place, right? To the last thing that happened before it in this movie, in this movie. That's true. It was like it was like ten or fifteen different movies. Absolutely, it like God has a real she's all that vibe for a little bit. Yeah, and then it's um, just some like crazy murder thriller conspiracy, and then it's like um. The, the mental institution part is crazy too where it's like suddenly he's in a mental institution and they captured him and we don't know how he got there and he looks like really like <laughs> mentally ill and he looks dead i feel like it's been like maybe three days like i don't know what the passage of time is like in this film but the company got him uh hooked him on heroin or something maybe for a short period of time the painting robot's also weird because, like, Leslie Bibb feels, like, presented as this very, um, like, preppy, upper class, you know, girl and that Joshua Jackson can't get with because he's a mere he's townie. A townie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, and then she's like, oh, I, like, paint and make robots. Yeah. It just doesn't feel very I'm cool for her. I'm yeah. cool and relatable. And I'm just one of the guys, you know, really, at the end of the day. That's right. I feel like maybe it, was, maybe it wasn't that cool, like, in the, whatever, the 2000s. But I feel like there are hundreds of thousands of college students that are doing that right now. So, you know what? I'm an artist and I'm an engineer. And mm-hmm. they're, they're doing this exact same project. Right. Yeah, well, if they're doing this exact same project and I was their college professor, I would be like... Wait, wasn't this the project from the skulls? Right. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't this in the skull? <laughs> you got to do a new thing. <laughs> this was in a movie. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to do shout outs? Sure. Let's go for it. 
All right, we have a little segment here on No One Likes the Tuna Podcast where we shout out to products, places, things, people, personalities that we're just digging these days. Um, this is not paid product placement. It's just product placement, basically. <laughs> uh, so, Daryl, do you want to start us off with a little shout out this week? Uh, sure. Um, so this was a couple weeks ago that I made this purchase, but I bought a pair of pants that I've been really enjoying. Um, they're, they're black jeans. It's, uh, the, the season has changed sort of, uh, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I bought a new pair of black jeans and they're made by this company called Brave Star Denim. Um, but it's like, uh, they're based in like Los Angeles and they do like, uh, like high quality, like selvage denim, but it's not that expensive. And I wanted a pair that I could like. How much are we talking? Black jeans. Um, like 90 bucks. Not cheap. It's cheaper than my other pants. <laughs> <laughs> but, are they ripped in any fashion? No. So they are, um, they're not rigid, but they're just like jet black, basically. Hmm. Yeah. But they're a little bit looser cut and I can... Not skinny. Ride, yeah, not too skinny. So I can ride my bike around with them and... I think I might be getting fat, honestly, because a lot of my other pants are getting a little bit slim, a little bit too slim. So I got a new pair, I sized up, and right. they've been nice. Um, do you cuff on a jean? Um, for this pair of jeans, I do cuff a jean. Mm-hmm. Are you one of those bicyclists? Obviously, Kate. I don't know if you know this, but Daryl is like Daryl's a hardcore. Bicycle man. Yeah. Uh, who rides around New York City, endangering the lives of pedestrians and drivers alike. <laughs> the drivers are in zero danger. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Daryl, I'm worried uh, about you. I, I, yeah. I think bikes are very unsafe. Rather. Yeah. Um, I told Daryl my grand idea for solving the New York bicycle problem. What's that? License plates. Oh. Put license plates on all the bikes. Okay. And then, you know? Yeah. Get them stopped at red light cameras. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it's a great idea. I love it. Um, all right. Well, I appreciate a black jean. I've never owned a pair, though, myself. Ah. Black jean is nice. Hey, I was you... wearing today. You were wearing black jeans today? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Is this a popular item? Yeah. It's an essential item. You gotta have it. Like a nice black jean? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I maybe gotta get on and research this. (laughs) Get on it. It's definitely like the type of item that you can wear all day. You wake up in the morning. And there's a utilitarian aspect to that as well, right? Wake Mm -hmm. up, put on your black jeans, you ride a bicycle, you go to work, you go to dinner, you go back home, and you don't look like a fool sort of going into the nighttime. Because everything's all black. Daryl, I got news for you. I wear every pair of pants all day. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. If you ask me to name the last day I changed pants midway through, it was not not possible. (laughs) I'm like constantly changing my clothes. All right. Yeah, you're the streetwear king. I just, I get sweaty and like. You bike all day long. You got to change your clothes in the middle of the day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I just have so many. I have so many items that it doesn't make sense for me to wear 
it, even if it's even a small amount dirty. All right. Well, shout out to Black Jeans, everybody. Get a pair. Great. Um, I want to shout out to... I want to kick it back 90s style. We kind of got a 90s thing going on. Nice. Uh, I want to give a little shout out to the Tamagotchi. Whoa. Wow. Have you been using your Tamagotchi? No, but I did own one and use one when I was a child. Okay. I begged our parents for one. Okay. I got it at Christmas. Um, and Dad thought it was the stupidest thing he'd ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, which is probably true. Uh, so um, after a while, I pretended not to like it so that like Dad would think I was cool. Also, God, you know what I mean, <laughs> wow. Um, but I did like it a lot. You did unpack that, <laughs> and I play. I played with it in secret after a while. <laughs> <laughs> And then when dad would come in and be like, what are you doing? I'd be like, oh, you know, listening to like Jaco Pastoria's records, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it has a lot of deep, horrible, emotional meaning for me. But um, they were kind of like the OG, like, sort of Farmville check-in game. You know what I mean? Like crate games. Yep. Um, where you had to, like, feed them every day. You had to, like, check in every day and feed them. And like um, they were like hatch. I don't. They were. I don't know. I don't really remember what they did. It was like a really like crappy ink screen that, and it did like four things over four days. Shower once in a while. You can feed balls and stuff. Yeah. So um, shout out to a mediocre '90s product in the Tamagotchi guys. You know. Yeah. I think I think they're re-releasing them. Hug your dads. Go to therapy. Go to therapy. <laughs> um, I would like to. I have. Uh, I have a very. I would like to shout out Oatly ice cream. Um, mm. Is that a brand or a? Yeah, it's Oatly? an ice cream made from oat milk, and it's delicious. I don't know if you know Nick, but I recently gave up dairy. Mm-hmm. Exception. Mm-hmm. The occasional cheese because I can't eat fake cheese. Right. Fake cheese. It's horrible. Disgusting. Yeah, it's gross. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah. So not no dairy. Um, but it actually tastes good. Like this is like non-dairy ice cream that doesn't just taste like coconuts, and uh, it's really, really, really delicious. Hmm. Um, my our mother had a pint of that when I. Oh, did you try any? I had a taste. What did you think? It was an ice cream. It was, was it was it a similar reaction what? to when you watched the skulls? Like, this is not a good film. Not on that level. <laughs> Where was it deficient? A texture. Mm. It's a I got a grainier texture. Yeah, but it's better it's than like, it's better than like soy, than like soy ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I tried. Um, uh, so my girlfriend, I got for for her birthday one time. I got her um, the TB12 method. What's that? Uh, it's like Tom Brady's like stretching <laughs> cookbook. <laughs> yeah. So she didn't love the book, but in, <laughs> in that book, there's a recipe for Tom Brady's avocado ice cream. Okay. Um, and I made that for her. And um, 
she didn't like it, but I actually really liked it quite a bit. I thought it was good. Got it. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, that's the only alternative ice cream I've been um, happy with, I guess. Okay. Well, I think you should give Oatly another chance. Like right. you should try the vanilla one. It's called Oat Oat Leaf. Oatly, O A T L Y. Oatly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Oatly Ice Cream, everybody. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Pick up a pint at your local Trader Joe's. Uh, Whole Foods. Whole Foods. Mm. Amazon Whole Foods. Yeah. Pick right. up a pint. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh. Uh, all right, back to the skulls. Well, like, we think. what else is there? To say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This movie sucks. Shit. <laughs> basically, that's what I mean. Okay, so they eat tofu pizza at one point. These are notes I wrote down. They eat tofu pizza at one point. <laughs> what the fuck is tofu pizza? <laughs> are we saying that the tofu is the topping, or tofu is the base? Is a uh, some it sort has of has to be the topping, right? I think it's the topping. Yeah. I think it was like the early aughts and, you know, people were like starting to get into tofu then. I think it was just mm-hmm. really, it was like a signal, a signifier, right? Yeah, the world was about to end. Right. We're all into tofu now. That's how I felt about this movie. You know how everybody's like, the 90s were great, like Portlandia, like we love the 90s. It was such a dream. Bill Clinton was president. Like what happened? Like when did the 90s end? Yeah. The skulls is when the 90s <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like not as good as the 90s and like pre 911. Exactly. Like that is exactly right. Like before like before Bush got elected and like we right. just like were in like a weird trauma as a country for a very long time. A shadow slowly rolls over the landscape of our political future, right. you know. The joyous, jubilant 90s are over. All we can create is a facsimile of what we once had. We all have a queasy feeling in our stomachs that something horrible is on the horizon. Is it, are you quoting from something? Or is it- no. No, 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 no. I'm describing my feeling while watching this movie. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like, I don't know, the, the, um, the like, politicians... It's always in every movie, like, be as a person who's around politicians a lot, <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, that, like, they're never as sort of outwardly evil as they are in the films, right? Like, when, um, what's a, what's a TV show with Kevin Spacey? House of Cards. House of Cards. When House of Cards came out, everyone's like, ooh, House of Cards, DC, huh? Is that what it's like? And I'm like, it is a hundred million times more like Veep than it oh. is about, than it is like House of Cards and right. like in Skulls when like the senators are like he's never gonna get on the Supreme Court <laughs> <laughs> he murdered somebody I don't know that just doesn't really happen that's not really as as I don't know if you've read the news but like everything is much dumber <laughs> everything today especially seems pretty dumb Everything, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. No, I mean, the, I mean, the, the, they're right. Like the '90s was incredible, you know. Right. Like, yeah. um, people weren't like memifying a sweet little girl from Sweden who's just trying to save the planet, you know, which is like mm-hmm. horrible. Uh, 
like Kevin Spacey was like the <laughs> like he was great back in the nineties. You know, he was a great actor and nothing else. Well, he was those other things we just didn't know about them. Right? But. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was so, it was a time of like I really felt the nineties were a real um, ignorance is bliss era. You know? Yes. Uh, and like where like the most scandalous thing, obviously like the star report, you know, changed a lot of that for us. Mm-hmm. Certain mm-hmm. That was the Bill Clinton impeachment report kind of thing. Oh yeah. Real. That yeah. was real a game changer in like seventh grade. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> People put their mouths on penises. What? <laughs> there was a cigar thing that was particularly traumatizing for me. I don't um, remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of like needing to go to therapy, like asking right. mom about that one. Great times. Daryl, don't yeah. you remember? <laughs> don't you remember, Daryl? Yeah. 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 Therapy. <laughs> yeah. What were the um, 90s like for you, Daryl? Uh, I had a great time in the 90s. I'm pretty sure. Year were you born? I was born in '89. So you were having a ball because you were a baby. Too real, actually. I spent like the first half of the '90s. Wasn't Joshua Jackson in the Mighty Ducks? Yeah, he was. Yeah, Charlie Charlie Conway. Yeah, totally. Spent probably like the first four years of my life, five years of my life. Like I was like, oh yeah, I want to be Charlie Conway, Mm -hmm. when I grow up. I'll play hockey and rollerblade. That's the life. That sounds sick. It was awesome. And and how did you feel about him after watching this movie? Well, I mean, it's just a progress. I mean, what? Oh Lord! Ooh, we, you know uh, what? Yeah, we're all good. I'm just gonna. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna. Know. I'll just tell you guys that was me. Yeah, <laughs> I can see it on the waveform. I don't. That's cool. I don't know how to turn iMessages off of my computer. No. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> All good. Great. Um, yeah, I feel. Uh, I hope he's okay. That uh, that that Charlie Conway. It seems like he got himself into some trouble after uh, after his Mighty Ducks experience. Yeah. Um, well, I feel that isn't Joshua Jackson in something else. New now. He was in the affair. Yeah, I said that. I said that last time I was on the podcast. Okay, well, nice. maybe I paid attention and remembered to the things that you said. So, like a caring, emotional person. There's another thing recently. I don't know, Leslie Bibb. What happened to her? Where'd she go? Oh, good question. Um, I feel like she got tied into the Apatow crew. Mm. Oh, really? Do you, have you seen her and stuff? She, I mean, her face is so familiar. Daryl, you've seen her, right? I thought I recognized her, but I tried to look at her IMDb, and I was like, I don't think I've seen any of those movies. Mm. Okay, so okay. she was in Talladega Nights. That's where I'm thinking of her. Oh, oh yeah. As, yeah. She plays the wife in Talladega Nights. Oh. Bobby's wife. Really? Mm-hmm. Good for her. That's like that's showing some range. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, sure. She's doing the comedy thing, you know. <laughs> um, 
Wait, so none of the characters in this movie. So I was kind of surprised to see that there was not only a sequel, but then a third installment of this movie. Yes, none of these I was also surprised today. that. <laughs> what? Like, Kate, did you watch the no. any of the following ones? Okay. No. I believe their skulls, the skulls two and skulls three are direct to DVD features. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I will say that um, Center Stage, which is a movie about the competitive world about of ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, Zoe Saldana. Uh-huh. Incredible film. Uh, yeah, it's of, actually really good. I've seen it. Yeah. Some of the worst acting you will ever see in your life because mm-hmm. they got ballet dancers to like be actors in this movie. But apparently there are like third and fourth versions of center stage that I've completely missed. I've seen center stage. I watch center stage probably twice a year. Wow. And you've never seen center stage on point or center no. stage. Turn it up. No, I have not. I missed those two. <laughs> <Okay>. well, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's time. Okay. Maybe it's time. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. feels like it might be. Um, but Center Stage is a really good movie. Highly recommend. I'm really sorry. Cool. It's all good. <laughs> I literally have um, removed my messages from the dock on my computer. Yep. It's all good. I feel like that's the sound if you were like in a uh, submarine and you had to like be really quiet because the Nazi sonar are trying to pick you up. I feel like that's what it would sound like. Yeah. Like a sonar device. Yeah. yeah. From the from the Matthew McConaughey movie U571. U571 is kind of a good The Widowmaker? Or that's K19 The Widowmaker. Yeah. U571 was like uh like a Nazi submarine movie where they mm. bomb each other. We should maybe get into some submarine movies though. Submarine movies are sweet. Based on our affinity for Fast Eight, now our newfound love for Fast Eight, which features a ice ice bound submarine, which is way too big. If I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it, yeah, Kate didn't know that a sub comes into this franchise, but it really does. I, there's so much I have left to learn. I feel like yeah. I have to give myself uh, a long time um, to learn it. Like I'm yeah. not, I'm not rushing out to watch. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but I will watch like any 90s movie early aughts movie with you guys anytime you want oh, yeah we should not watch the skulls again though because okay, this movie we'll sucks watch, we won't watch the skulls again okay. it's one of those movies that like would be on like HBO or Showtime or something and like if it's on mm-hmm. I will truly always watch it like without fail really? Yeah. really? really? <laughs> I feel like I I haven't captured like the thing you actually liked about this movie. (laughs) I I don't think we've discussed that. (laughs) I think it might be Yale. I don't know. I like it. Might be Yale. It might be like the Yale Joshua Jackson combo. Mm -hmm. I I just like. It's not Paul Walker's hot bod. It's not Paul Walker's hot body, and because also like he he is such a bad actor. But I literally forget he's in this movie. Hmm. Like when I'm watching it, because he's just like a weird piece of cardboard. You know what I mean? Right. 
Yeah, you guys, you guys like got like I'm gonna have to like really ponder this. Like, why do I like this movie? Yeah, it's really bad. Oh. But I also will say that like it's been a number of years since I have watched it, mm-hmm. and watching it this last time, I kind of wondered why I like it so much. Okay. But <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that I was so filled with nostalgia that it was like it's it, it is literally impossible for me to not like it now, right? Because that. it like it fills such a very specific place in time for me. Again, that post nineties pre nine eleven joy we were discussing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. We can never go back there. We can never go back there. I was I was a junior in high school. Like life was grand, uh, you know. But I think yeah. that's much more about nostalgia. I have watched films that like fill me with nostalgia that I've since watched, and I'm like, oh wow, that's really problematic. Yeah, I've had I well, I haven't had the problematic experience, but like, I I might have talked about this on the pod before. So GoldenEye, which is like a James Bond movie starring yeah. Pierce Brosnan, I watched that maybe 50 times when I was a kid, right? right. It came out in 97, I think, and from 97 to 2002, that motherfucker was on the deck, you know? Mm-hmm. So then like two years ago or three years ago at Thanksgiving, I was like, oh, Golden!" It like popped up on Netflix or something. I was like, GoldenEye. Yeah. Yes. I was like, Nostalgia City. I was like, all ready for it. Right. Almost unwatchable. Oof. It was so fucking bad. Really? It was horrible. So, you know? I had that experience with um, uh, Adventures in Babysitting, which uh, is, a, is a movie about um, this girl. Uh, you know, it's about some adventures in babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, okay. I loved it. I used to watch it all the time. Uh, I could quote from it. Ad nauseum, and I was like, Mike, you have to watch Adventures in Babysitting. You have to watch it. And we watch it, and it turns out it's just A, not very good, and B, like, quite racist. Like, oh, really? Ooh. Yeah, like, um, not like, not like overtly racist, but like, you know, all the black characters are really, really stereotypical to mm-hmm. like, watching it in 2019 or 2018 or whenever. Yeah, the lens of 2018, 2019 is... is <laughs> You're like, oh. Not kind. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> Elizabeth, I'll say this, I'm looking it up. Elizabeth Shue is in it, mm-hmm. who I'm a big fan of. She's so. great. I mean, no, I mean, there, there are great characters in it and like parts of it are well done, but the, the um, yeah, there are other parts that I was like, yikes. No. Daryl, do you have any movies that you feel this way about that are like were nostalgic? Maybe the dream of nostalgia has um, faded a little bit. Hmm. I don't often rewatch movies, and I would say this. That's like, why I like you, buddy. I, yeah, and that's. I mean, it's very thematic, and on no one likes the tuna podcast here because this, like, these are truly the movies I. These are one of the only movies I ever rewatched before we ever started this podcast. And now that we do it, I just like, it's kind of the only thing I ever rewatch. Covers your rewatching bases. Yes. I don't think I, like there's, I can count on two hands, like the number of movies that I've seen twice. Hmm. Wow. 
That's kind of fucked up. That's insane to me, Daryl. <laughs> I don't. I'm not a movie rewatcher because the thing about it is like, yeah. What's that? I said it. That's like psychopath behavior. Uh, there's so there's so many movies that I haven't seen. It's like it's one thing to like watch a lot of movies, but I don't watch enough movies to rewatch a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I also like you have to really opt into it. Like I don't have, like I haven't had TV in so long. I just like. Yeah, I watch Netflix or all these other things, but like, there's so many things to watch that I don't often rewatch. Huh? I don't understand. I don't get that at all. (laughs) I'll like watch. I don't know. I'll rewatch everything. I also like. I basically like only watch episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race now, right? And I've seen them all, you know, a million times. Well, Daryl might be a psychopath, but you can uh, reach out to him on Twitter at Nolt Podcast. <laughs> right? Um, you can also find him on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash no one likes the tuna podcast. What else we got, Daryl? Um, I think you can send the podcast an email, no one likes the tuna podcast at gmail.com. Yep. And we have a Patreon page. I want to give a special shout out to our patrons this week. Steph and Fredo, they picked this movie for us, and I do not like them for they, it. So, for you? you didn't tell me. Yeah, we had a poll. Oh, had a poll. Okay. What was it? What were the other options? The other options were only you from '94, which I think was a Kate Nocera recommendation. Also, guys, these are like these are like my films that I recommend. Yeah, a movie called Debs D E B S, which I don't know anything about, but stars both. Devin Aoki and Jordana Brewster, two of the Fast and Furious uh, actors. Got it. Uh, I think it's about a team of lady somethings, agents. Cool. Um, And then Blue Crush from 2002. Ooh. I love Blue Crush. Which stars Michelle Rodriguez. That would have been actually a good movie to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen it. Blue Crush was a real, like, awakening of my queer self. Oh, truly. Yeah. That's like, that's like a classic film for a budding LGBT youth. We'll have to get you back for um, early aughts corner to do blue crush. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Killer. I think that's, oh, and you can, if you want to throw us, find us on iTunes and like throw us a rating and review or whatever it is now. It's like Apple podcast now or some crap. Yeah. That would be really helpful. Um, no, uh, it actually really helps to have the more ratings we get in a shorter period of time, the like sort of higher up in the podcast visibility we get, yeah. which is really cool. You know, if uh, the fans out there want to do that, that'd be really cool. Um, any last thoughts about the skulls? No. Right. See you guys next week. <laughs>